All right, welcome back inside the bar. We're back for another episode of Bar Talk Podcast. I'm Adam, and we're drinking a gypsy lager tonight from a brewery in Dover, Delaware. Ooh, a little mix-up tonight, yeah. How is she? Yeah, I got to give uh, my girlfriend Lauren a quick shout-out here. She got me a uh, subscription to a craft, it's like a craft brewery subscription. So you get 12 beers every month, and then six from two different breweries. So it's like from the 12. Um, so it's really nice when you get two beers from each brewery. Each month you get beers from two, two breweries. Two breweries, right. Okay. Six beers from each brewery. Three. Two kinds each. of beer from each. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Got gotcha. you. So it's pretty cool though. It was like this. It was like one from um, Delaware and one from Rhode Island. It was like random places. And then they like print you a sheet that explains the brewery and like the beer. So pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. it. Yeah. So Blake, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. I'm drinking a uh, I'm drinking a Boulevard Zone over here, a Belgian style wit beer. I'm enjoying it. Provided by the Gleason household. So shout out to the Gleason parents or, or actually me, yeah. Appreciate wow. it, buddy. I know. I kind of went on a uh, spending spree, you know, with the birthday in quarantine. There wasn't much to do besides go to the liquor store. So let's just say we're stocked. <laughs> yeah, I'm also mooching off Adam this week. Got a little space camper. Um, I'm glad Adam turned 21 so he can now supply me. That's right. With my, with my beer. Usually okay. don't like IPAs, but this one's good. I'm enjoying it. So if you don't like IPAs, the space camper. Still go. Yeah, I feel like it's like fruity enough to be to balance off the bitterness of yeah, the IPA. I don't even taste the bitterness. So. Yeah. No, I, well. I, I really enjoy it. Well. Yeah, shout out to the Space Camper Variety Pack. Is it Boulevard? Of course it is. They just crank out great ones all the time. That's right. I'm hoping I can do the tour this summer. It's a Maybe. goal. I've done it. I did it with my mom, and actually, it was a lot of fun. I had a really good time. And my mom doesn't really drink, so she would always like just take a tiny sip of whatever it was, and she slide over my way. And so I was, I, I was hammered. No. <laughs> it's a good time. No, that's the goal right there. That's it, was, <laughs> it was. And they, here's the thing about it. If you do the, I wouldn't want to talk about this too long, but if you do the Boulevard tour, you can do two different options. They have, I think it's free. There's either a free one or a paid one. And I think there actually might be two options for the paid one. If you do like the most expensive one, they do food pairings. So it was like, literally, I think, so we go through the tour and they give you beers throughout the tour. And then at the end they have I think it was four, four to five dishes paired with different beers. And so it was like very certain, like, like just, you know, like wine and cheese, like yeah. paired beers and food. I'm trying to think of some, like one was cheesecake, um, pizza. I can't remember. Just a bunch of different stuff, but it was like perfectly mashed and it was so good. So highly recommend. That might be worth. Is Boulevard paying us for this? Oh, they should be. <laughs> it should be. I'm just giving a free shout out. I, I'm okay with it though because I had such a good time. Yeah. But I'd highly recommend any of our listeners who are in the Kansas City area once this, everything you know opens back up again. Good time. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that for sure. Take one of your casual drinkers so you can just mooch off like I did. <laughs> That's what I need for sure. All right, so this week is going to be a little bit different here on the Bar Talk. So we've been talking and we just, there's so much going on that we're going to try and hit a lot of different things, touch on different things, give some hot takes here and there, um, but not one specific topic. Um, so we're going to go through the hot stuff of the week, what's going on, um, and then just kind of see where the episode takes us. Um, so might as well grab a beer, pull up a stool, and let's talk. Welcome. To bar talk. 
All right, so always an electric news cycle um, in the corona world, but there's also plenty of non-corona news out there. Um, we're also so we're also in the middle of a um, presidential cycle, you know, coming up in November. Um, as we know, who the Republican nominee will be, uh, Mr. Donald, and but as far as Democratic nominee Joe Biden, he's an interesting character, you know. I don't know why Democrats. Uh, you know, I see myself as a moderate Democrat, but I don't know why we can't figure out some better <laughs> candidates going here. Um, and it's funny, we did that political podcast a couple months ago, and, like, I remember Joe Biden wasn't even really on the radar. Like, he was on the radar, but he was falling behind. He was. Yeah, I remember when we talked about it last time. Again, he was still a front runner, top three, but he was starting to decline fast. And uh, just slow and steady, you know, he just had the national name recognition and the like uh you know the donations to make it happen yeah so as the the, as the listeners of bar talk should know um i do like to gamble so i was kind of looking at the odds of what biden dropped to and dude dropped like plus 2700 so he wasn't even he did yeah if you would have gotten in at that you're you're looking pretty good right now there were a couple weeks where elizabeth warren really pulled away if i remember right so, yeah, anyways, kind of a comeback story there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. But, like, I feel like he knew it the whole time. Like, he just did not care, like, where he was at pulling because somehow, and I guess they just know that he was going to pull it out. Yeah, I think the big thing is a lot of shows talked about once everything, you know, came down, it came down to be Joe Biden, is that Elizabeth Warren really kind of ruined it for everyone else because, you know, there's two kind of lanes you can take. You're either going to take the moderate lane with, like, um, Joe Biden, I'm trying to remember everyone, like Pete Buttigieg, Cory Booker, or you can take the socialist lane with Bernie and, you know, Elizabeth. And so a lot of people think had Elizabeth chosen the moderate lane and taken on Joe Biden, she would have prevailed and been, uh, you know, been or even her versus Bernie. It wouldn't have been Biden had she not taken the socialist lane. But Elizabeth and Bernie kind of split the socialist vote and that let uh, Biden kind of pull ahead. Interesting. So Biden's kind of on the hot seat right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Some allegations flying around recently. Mm-hmm. Um, any, what do you guys think about all that? I mean, I don't know. It's just all so crazy. But, yeah, that, that was the first thing we're getting at here. So Joe Biden, um, some sexual assault allegations against him. Um, and I think the crazy thing we've been talking about is just how big of a news this usually is. But uh, due to a multitude of reasons, probably. Um, that you can speculate at. It hasn't really been that much in the cycle, but we want to bring it up because I know a lot of people haven't heard about it. Yeah, it kind of sounds like um, there have been a couple, right? A couple allegations from women. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of gets, you know, later yeah. into the election One cycle. One a lot more serious than yeah. others, yeah. yeah. Kind of gets late into the election cycle and when people realize he could be a legitimate, you know, president. They feel the need to let the American people know what happened to them. And so there have been multiple women, like Adam said, one uh, more serious, who has claimed, Ryan, I think you know more than I do, that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her um, in 1993. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Old, um, very serious allegation. Um, it's just interesting that it's not getting nearly the coverage that um, we. I think we were going to compare it to the Kavanaugh situation. Um, and that was, that was on the news 24-7 for a couple of months. Um, and obviously there's other things going on in the news right now that 
are maybe competing for some of that time, but it just seems like something, it just doesn't seem right. Like, Yeah, I think definitely some of it has to do with all the coronavirus stuff going on, that there's, uh, you know, there's a lot more to talk about than there was probably when the Kavanaugh situation was going down. But at the same time, I think uh, at some level, you know, CNN, ABC, a lot of the major news organizations have like very heavy ties to the Democratic Party. So I don't want to say they're like trying to bury it, but at some level, they're probably trying to keep it off the national stage because obviously that's a terrible look. And what's crazy about the allegation, too, is that um, at the time, uh, the mother of the woman who was sexually assaulted or allegedly uh, sexually assaulted actually called into Larry King and they talked about it. And so she didn't name Joe Biden directly. But at the time, the uh, the woman was working for Joe Biden. And she basically described that her daughter was working for a senator and got sexually assaulted. And so, I mean, I, this is still kind of like, it's not necessarily proof, but it's a lot more proof than there was in the Kavanaugh situation, which I just think about like, had that sort of information, had had that information came out when Kavanaugh was on trial or just like during the news cycle, that would have been like a nail in the coffin. Yeah. So it's just very interesting to me that it's like being handled so differently. And it's just kind of sad that, the best the American like people can put up for yeah. president or basically choose between your favorite two rapists, yeah, sexual yeah. assaulters, whatever, like whatever yeah, you want to call it. It is sad. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what Biden has to say for himself tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see uh, if if he's apologetic, if it seems genuine, if it seems like he's just trying to beat around the bush. I'm very interested to see what he has to say tomorrow. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. SNBC. Yeah, I thought it was. I'm I'm honestly somewhat surprised that he even is choosing to address it because it has been so buried that people don't even know. About yeah, it. a lot of people don't even know it. Ha- or like it's there's even allegations about it. And like I honestly think if he just didn't talk about it for two weeks, it would just like die out unless something else came up. So I mean, who knows what he's going to say tomorrow, or if he's if he's going to kind of beat around the bush that's, or just deny it. Guess. I would imagine is obviously the obvious thing to do. But, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he says tomorrow. I mean, hopefully, obviously, I think his goal by addressing it will be hopefully come up with a way to bury it bury by it. Yeah. using his words. But how do you how do you even do that? Yeah. How do you, how do you go about doing Just, that? I don't know. Straight up deny it, I would imagine. Deny, deny, deny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how it's so hard to find proof of something that happened decades yeah. ago. It's not really. And yeah, only two people know exactly what happened. Yeah. I think it's more just a game of fighting public opinion. So if he just yeah. denies it, never talks about it again, like probably the blow is not going to be too bad. And the thing is, is Trump can't really like bring it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. can't be like, so it's just like, it's probably just going to kind of die out. You know, he, you know, you know, Trump's going to though. I don't know, dude. You think I, he did the bait no, he's going to? I think he's smarter than I that. I can see it. Uh, I don't know. About I think that. he's smarter than that. Cause I think he would get just turned around. See, I think, I think he, he would just say sleepy Joe's too sleepy to do something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> the thing is too, is like, this was an entirely different spin at all. Like the whole touching thing that he's been like kind of fighting in the past. Two years. Who, Trump or Biden? No, Biden. It's yeah, like yeah. kind of being a little bit too tight, like smelling yeah. girls' hair, like just yeah. kind of weird. And then it's just like, okay, like this comes yeah. out and then it just gets a little bit weird. Because I thought he was just kind of being a little grandpa. Like, see, we don't have to deal with this kind of thing. So I feel like guys in general just have a different perspective yeah. about like this stuff. Generally, I don't want to yeah. pigeonhole all guys, but it's just yeah. like a little bit different perspective. And so like when I see an old guy like smelling some girl's hair or like hugging them, it's like to me, it's just like a grandpa being a grandpa. Yeah. But like to a woman, that might be a little bit different. A little, so. a little uncomfy. Yeah. 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 I could see that. 
I think the hard things with all with all this different stuff is like it's hard to weigh whether like her coming out as he becomes you know a nom a serious well basically the Democratic nominee for president and could be elected president and like now she decides to come out and is what twenty seven years later but like when he's vice president you know still didn't come out that's true so I don't know like obviously. You, you want to like applaud anyone who comes forward with this kind of stuff, but it's just hard to find, you know, because it always seems to be a very prominent person. There were always yeah. there. There's always critics of the timing, which I've always kind of wondered about that. Like, are they waiting? I just think the way I personally see it is that if something like that happened to you and you realize, see, the thing about him being vice president is interesting because you think that it would have she would have said something during that period of time. But especially with the Kavanaugh thing, it's like you see someone getting elected to a position like pretty much in the one of the highest positions in, yeah. in the United States, and you feel an obligation to let the public know what happened to you. So that makes sense, but that'd be very hard because you like you know you're gonna take flack for waiting that long, or like. And I think I think the mom said uh, what she called Larry King that at the time at least she said she had too much respect for the senator to bring it to the public. So, I mean, times are different, much different now than it was yeah. in 1993. But then also, again, if it's not true, why would you even mess with it at all, you know? Yeah. You yeah. hope that you wouldn't have, like, how would you just come up with a story like that? Who knows? But we'll see what he says tomorrow. We'll see how the news continues to report or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it's, it's nice talking politics. We never thought we'd say this, but mm -hmm. nice to talk something different than Corona. Yeah, something other than Corona. Yeah. But speaking of Corona, you know, there's always something to talk about with that. But um, so here in the great state of Kansas, as most of our listeners are from, um, we had our governor come out with our kind of exit strategy from social uh, distancing lockdown um, today. And I think we, I kind of just want to get your guys' thoughts on the whole thing, how you think it's gone so far and how you think it's being handled um, in our state and around the country. I'm going to sound like a right-wing extremist, so I'd like to apologize in advance <laughs> to our listeners. So please, I'm putting out a trigger warning. But <laughs> I personally believe that basically until there's a vaccine, it's not going to be safe to operate as usual. And so basically our two options in my head are, one, we everyone just needs to stay inside their house until there's a vaccine, or two, we need to start bringing the economy back and letting allowing people to work. And if you are at risk, then it's your decision to stay home. But I think the government requiring people to stay home or encouraging it or like not allowing businesses to open back up is just foolish because well, I, I just don't understand what they're trying to prevent. You know, it's just because like until there's a vaccine, there's always going to be risk. So I think that risk like needs to be weighed in tandem with the economic risks that we're currently undertaking and like because the thing is when these stipends run out and people like people are struggling to pay their bills and if they can't go back to work like i just don't know what's going to happen so, you know so blake you're putting the economy over people's lives oh duh. <laughs> that's not what i'm trying to say i'm saying i'm just saying i think if you're at risk absolutely you should take it upon yourself to stay home but i think absolutely. that should be a, that should be your choice and i don't think that should be at this point. I don't think that should be a choice of the state to require you to stay home. No. Yeah, absolutely agree. I was kidding, by the way, on that last statement. Also, 
pretty uh, right wing in general, and also on this um, problem we have going on. I personally think that it should be a personal decision on if you feel like if you want to take the risk to go out in public and possibly get coronavirus, then that's on you. Like if you, and then if you want to go to the hospital after that, but the hospital's full and there's no ventilators and you die from it, like you took that risk. But if you want to see, like if you stay home and you don't want to take that risk, by all means, stay at home. See, I think that's where we separate a little bit because in my opinion, as I think my entire point rests on the fact that there are open beds in the hospital. I think Adam, you want to talk about this as well. If there are open yeah. beds, I'm, my, I'm talking about if there is open space in the hospital, I think requiring people to stay at home is just not smart. Like, cause the point was to flatten the curve so that we can have open hospital beds. But if we're at that point where we do having everyone stay home and destroy the economy is probably like not the best idea in my opinion, at least. No, I agree. I think the biggest thing with it is that we just need to remember the primary purpose of the lockdown. And that was to slow the curve, to keep the curve below the hospital capacity limit. Yeah. You know, everyone has that image in their mind of the curve. They've seen a thousand times where the no mitigation curve where it goes super steep past the capacity um, as case go and, and then sharply down as well. But we want to keep it down below the capacity, um, but also elongates the amount of people because you're not going to get to herd immunity if you do it that way, um, which, you know, it's just a, a different side effect. But I think the biggest thing I, I like what you say though, Blake, is like if there are resources available in terms of hospital beds, ventilators, um, then what are we really like achieving by doing this? Yes, we're slowing the spread. Um, and I agree with that, but that risk is going to be here until the vaccines gets here, which Lord knows how long that's going to take. We have a no year? idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, and people yeah, have said a not, year is yeah. minimum yeah. and it's like that risk is going to be there for this amount of time. And so I feel like if we just, got to remember like what the point of the stay at home order was the stay at home order is not going to perfectly get rid of the virus yeah if we could freeze this country in ice for two weeks and everyone doesn't leave at all yes we would stop it but that's just not possible yeah. so i think it's just i don't know it it just seems crazy to me when like i'm looking at this data for kansas and we're not even close to our capacity of health system and like if we're not putting a burden on the health system then I feel like we might as well start to reopen, which I'm glad we are. Um, but I'm just really hope that when we do reopen and there's a slight uptick in cases, which I fully expect because you have more people going out, more people getting infected, that people don't freak out and then government responds by completely shutting down everything again. It's like, as long as we still have that capacity, yes, you're going to see a slight uptick. But you also have people going back to work and it, the economy also is an important thing because that's a lot of people's livelihood as well. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I think you put it really well because it's like, I think people forget what the point of the stay at home order is. Yes, it's to slow the spread, but it was generally to be, it was about the hospitals. What's yeah. the point? That was kind of the idea. And so if that's no longer a problem and we're talking about at least a year, this is not a sustainable model. I think that's the base of what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. What we're doing now is not a sustainable model. So we need to figure out something else. Yeah. And I, I recently um, was asking for letters of recommendation. Um, and I asked um, one of my one of the supervisors at the hospital I volunteered at. 
and I was just kind of, uh, in the beginning of the email, email, I was just like kind of asking how things were, how things were going. Um, and she actually said things were really slow around the hospital, um, which leads us to believe exactly the, what the data was saying, that there are hospital beds open, um, which, you know, if there are hospital beds open, why are we still completely locked down? I don't yeah. Know. So. Which, like, you know, it, it's hard to argue for, but, like, see, okay, so one thing I want to bring up with you guys, I'm I'm sure you agree on this. I actually know your answer is going to be. But the, the people that when you hear, um, like, a politician announce a reopening plan, like, say, Missouri's, which was pretty loose, really. I don't it know was. if you guys have read yeah. into it, but, like, I don't might be the most loose that's been released so far yeah, as far as is. state goes. Um, but then, like, all these p- people commenting that's, like, all the new deaths, like, the blood will be on your hands. It's like, I don't think we need to go that far. I just, I think, I can't remember Missouri's governor's name off the top of my head, but I know for a fact Parsons, that... Parsons. Parsons, right. Yeah. Missouri was the last one to do the stay-at-home order, I think, in the United yeah. States. And he's, uh, the governor of Missouri is pretty right. And he was saying he did not believe that one person should have the power to completely shut down a state. That was basically his rationale for waiting so long. He basically was like, I don't believe I have the power to tell people what to do. And that's been a big argument. That's kind of a good segue into what we want to talk about next. But that's been a very large argument of people who who are saying that it's nowhere in the Constitution does it say that the states necessarily have the power to do this. And some people are arguing that they are overstepping their boundaries by forcing people to stay home. And that is like not a power that they have to do. Can they even like... Is this being enforced by the police to stay home? I don't know. Because I think it is. Okay. Because I'm not going to lie, I've been places that weren't essential. Yeah. Like recording this podcast no, right now. I think, like, <laughs> all the... I mean, it's crazy the amount of businesses that were deemed essential. Okay. Yeah, like, seriously. Ev- almost, like, everyone almost that you can think of. Okay. So I'm just trying to think, like, in like actually enforcing a stay-at-home lockdown is nearly impossible to do they did it in like france and newly really it's like more it's different in a city than it is here obviously it was easy to do in china oh (laughs) (laughs) wonder wonder why (laughs) all right it's time for another edition of question of the week uh so first things first uh we just need to address our question from last last week about Wichita being the worst city in Kansas. I've got a lot of responses saying that Topeka is actually the worst city in Kansas. And we just want to say we full heartedly agree. Uh, we just believe that Topeka is so low that it isn't even worth um, really taking into consideration about the worst city. Yeah, I'd like to issue a, an, uh, a formal apology to the city of Wichita um, <laughs> for that mistake. We should have added a, a disclaimer. We should. Yeah, we really should. Um, so I feel really bad for Wichita. Honestly, we just completely forgot about Topeka. Something so obvious, we didn't even feel the need to address it. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're not even worth the, the name. Just not even worth coming out of your lips. That's how bad they are. That's right. Okay, so glad we got that out in the air. You know, sorry for everyone that's been um, fired up about that since last week, but uh, hopefully that clears the air there. Uh, and then our next question is. About the North Korean leader, you know? Is he dead? Kim Jong-un. I'm going to say yes. Uh, we talked about 
TMZ reported that he is dead, and I think, as we've seen in the past, I think TMZ is... Uh, I saw a tweet about this. It said, TMZ knows you're dead before you know you're dead. <laughs> so, it's accurate, though. So I think that if TMZ reported it, then I think it has to be uh, has to be accurate. Did TMZ report yeah. that he's dead? Yeah, they said that he's oh, dead. What's the question? Well, he's I mean, gone. The, <laughs> yeah, so. I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't think he's dead because i feel like there would be more news about it but then again it's north korea so it's tight knit down there who knows how awesome is it that they can keep secret about the status of whether their leader is dead or not it's actually kind of that's cool. pretty cool that is pretty cool i guess that's what communism gets apparently <laughs> there were some uh some chinese surgeons that were sent to north korea to work on him uh, that apparently spilled the beans afterwards that he passed away, but who knows if that's true or not? All speculation. That's crazy. I did see some betting odds on the next North Korean dictator, supreme leader, supreme leader. Interesting Sorry. name. Dictators. I think I thought it was his cousin or something. I don't, yeah, there some, it was there a some woman, odds. right? Yeah, there uh, were a couple. There were a couple really? different people, like his cousin, some uh, some woman. I don't. Yeah, I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. I was thinking about throwing a couple bucks on it. See what happens. <laughs> Hey, something to bet on. True. Not much these days. I just think it'd be funny. I'm going to go with know that he's not dead because I think it'd just be so funny when he just shows up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Welcome back. Apparently he missed like two really important North Korean holidays and his health was bad to, like the past month to begin with. So I think it's, uh, I think he's out. Yeah, I think he's gone. The funny part is the new person will probably be even worse. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. When are we going to know? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's they'll let us know, I guess. And the guy just stay shows tuned. up. You yeah. just kind of put two and two together yeah, that he's gone. Never even mention it. <laughs> that would be a North Korea thing to do. Now we'll see. Who knows? What do you guys think? Kim Jong Un, dead or alive? We'll see. Um, but thanks for listening to another edition of Question of the Week, and we'll go ahead and get back to the episode. <laughs> That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and honestly, like I feel like. The measures we've taken now, I think at the end of the day, were a good idea at first. And I think we really have slowed the spread. But as we continue to increase our testing capacity, our tracing capacity, um, our isolation capacity, it's like you said, like it's not a sustainable model to keep. It's, you know, it's, it's almost like, why not just open a little bit, just see what happens. You know, it's yeah. just like turning the gauge on a nozzle, like open it a little bit. See what happens. If it's not anything crazy, our healthcare capacity is can, still can handle it. Yeah, then keep going with it. But like, our people staying unemployed can only last no, so long. Yeah, everything's so like the economy is so intertwined. People can't just not work. Yeah, because yeah. eventually the people who can support these small businesses who aren't at work are no longer going to be able to support those small businesses, and it's just a ripple effect. Uh, but okay, they're not paying their rent, they're not paying yada, 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 they're not paying the banks for their loans, et It's just et See, it's just different for us because like all of us are in, like we're students, so we don't really have to worry about this quite as much. And like I, all of our parents, I think are either your dad's deemed essential and like my parents are working from home and your parents are working from home as yeah. well, Adam. And so like they don't have to worry about that. But right. if you're working in a small business or like the service industry, yeah. like you're probably Where running you, out of yeah. money. Where like you need people in the you, doors. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you can't work so it's just like it's just not sustainable so i don't know so anyways what i was saying about the people saying that it's not uh protesting the stay-at-home orders don't have a ton of information people with guns showing up to the capital yeah it sounds like i don't know it sounds like some some funny business going on down there with billionaires kind of facilitating 
the uh, protests and all that. But I saw today that we wouldn't they, be surprised. Yeah, not at all. But they were these people in Michigan were um, protesting and somehow got into the Capitol building with armed forces of some sort, and it was just like. Man, is that what we're getting to right yeah, now? Is that just, how, that's how bad people want to go back to It's, like, work. so sad to me, though, like, how I feel like our country can literally find a way to be divided on every single thing ever. Like, but there are, it's just, you know, there are two sides to every story, but I don't know. It's just crazy because I feel like you hear about, like, the times in American history, like after the Great Depression, like the Roaring Twenties, there was like this feel around America that's like, we made it through this together, yeah. and like, we have this newfound strength. Post World War Two. Yeah, same thing, you know. Yeah. And I, I just, I wonder if that same camaraderie of like this country went through this together and we came out of this together, will come out of this. I don't know. I just know uh, Ryan has pulled up Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, I, my understanding is that. Michigan has uh, some of the harshest restrictions in the entire United States. I remember hearing some things of, say, you own two houses in Michigan, like, you know, uh, a lake house, for example, Mm -hmm. that you're not allowed to travel from one property to your other property within the state. And people got very upset about that. How are they even going to... I don't know. Apparently, people have been getting pulled over, and so I don't even know how they'd possibly enforce that. How how that's legal to that's not be crazy. able to go to your own property within a state is like crazy to me. I think some other things you're not allowed to like. Obviously, it's the lake state. You're not allowed to uh, use your boat. Just a bunch of random stuff that pissed people off. Like no gardening. Home Depot wasn't essential. Just a bunch of random stuff that apparently Gretchen Whitmer did that made people very upset has kind of fueled these protests yeah i'm not saying we've got it all figured out in kansas but it sounds like we're doing a little bit better <laughs> yeah. in michigan um just a couple headlines here cops rush to protect governor whitmer as armed militia members storm michigan state house protesting virus and just like well i didn't see that in the kansas news see today, that's just sad that's like good we do not oh, man i just don't understand like if i was a governor i would just be right smack dab in the middle of the pack you know, like, why would you want to make news? Like, not make news for being too loose? <laughs> just go right in the middle. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, it, look, it looks like she extended it through May 28th. So I don't know if that is the same restrictions as these people are obviously very clearly upset about. But if, if, if she just extended it through May 28th, they're going to be... What if they came in with yeah. guns the first time? What are they going to come with next? You have Tanks to, and stuff? You have to wonder how many governors are not going to get reelected in this cycle because people just generally just don't even care or think about their local officials. And now that you're kind of forced to, and obviously a lot of people are very upset. Like, I, I'm just curious, like, for example, like Laura Kelly, I wonder if she's going to get reelected or if she's going to get the boot because people have been pissed off about how she's handling this. Well, isn't is Kansas four years? I don't know when she's up for reelection, but just in general, I think like. Now versus six months, like six months ago, like probably the majority of the Kansas population didn't even know who their governor was. Yeah, probably. and like now everyone knows who she is, and like it's also kind of tough. Yeah, not, like till, not till twenty two in Kansas. Okay, so anyways, they're just but, put into an interesting situation because it's like whatever you do, like people are gonna not like it. So it's like you know, well, like even smaller than that because like. Kansas has their plan, but then we're going to get our plan in Johnson County, which is expected to be stricter. And it's like, we have no idea who's in charge of Johnson County. Yeah. You know, like we, how much do we pay attention to that? But it's just kind of crazy. It's kind of shown how much impact 
local local government can have. Yeah, like I don't know if you can answer this, um, but it's like, can you touch on like, so it says Governor Whitmore issued this executive order. Okay, is that does that apply to the entire state of Michigan? Um, so if Donald Trump were to apply an executive order for the United States, does he have the power to override that? Can you discuss like how those so two I mean, even play at so hand? So my understanding is like obviously the United States is a federal system, so it goes like the federal like the federal government rules all. So like the White House, like if they were in direct contradiction, then I think Donald Trump's would like override hers. Okay. But in regard to her extending an executive order. It's kind of difficult because it's like, I obviously I'm not an attorney or anything, but like she has power over the entire state of Michigan. So if she does an executive order, then it's like valid for the entire state, which is just crazy to think I've, about. I've heard like everything, like anything government smaller can go stricter, but not looser. Yeah. So like, for example, Kansas set their guidelines. So Johnson County or a city can go stricter, but they can't go looser than that. Okay, so the entire state of Kansas has to abide by what the Yeah, so that's says. like the minimum. That's the minimum. Yes, gotcha. for the state. But then it's allowed for smaller, which I think makes sense because, like, for Missouri, for example, like St. Louis yeah. has been a huge hotspot than the rest of the state. I mean, besides Kansas City, hasn't been that bad. I think they should have done that a long time ago. It's just, like, gone county by county and kind of yeah. made their own decision by county rather than by state. Going by state, is abs- that is stupid. I think that's, like, kind of where we're going. It seems like the I states are going more the loose end. So then for the counties, counties that need stricter can go stricter. But, you know, like for Kansas, there's so much of Kansas that does not need to be like Everything different. west of Wichita, you're good. Yeah. Like, do whatever the hell you yeah, want. don't worry about it. Unless you're at a meatpacking plant, then you're in trouble. Yeah, Facts. Are there cities west of Wichita? I don't, I don't know. Sure? Which, is Wichita west I of Kansas? I think they're called townships. Think, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I think the Pony Express goes a little bit out there. Yeah, I've heard that before, right? Yeah, Mail it, once a month. <laughs> yeah, it works. I, I tried it. Got to get there to get to Denver, right? All right, yeah, so a lot of good points here. I think we're going to go ahead and finish up. I'm going to give you two a question. I'll answer myself as well. Uh, given that we are the Bar Talk podcast, you know, we're very... Uh, dedicated to our, our bars. Uh, we love our bars, right? We love our yes, we basement do. bar down here. Uh, but I want to ask you guys, what's your over-under date or set date you think that you will be allowed into a bar? I think July 4th is my guess. Oh, I think it's going to be sad. I think it's going to be close enough to July 4th that it's going to be a whole campaigning thing, uh, you know, July 4th, America's back, baby. Like, I think that's what it's going to be. July 4th is my guess. Man, I don't know. It's, t- it's a tough question because there's, like, I don't know. There's, like, so many things that could happen. What they're, like, saying restaurants can go at, like, 50% capacity on this date and just things like that. So, I don't know. I'm going to go a little sooner than that just based off of... Well, like, what are we defining a bar as? Like, are we talking about, like, just going, sitting and getting a drink or, like, power and light? I was understanding that, but just, like, a... Like a bar and grill. Oh, okay. Bar and grill way earlier. I'm thinking about like the hawk or the wheel. No. Okay. Like, let, no, I think we go there. Okay, okay. Power and light is our example. I think okay. power and light July 4th. Okay. Power and light. I think, honestly, I don't know. If, I don't think power and light opens up until there's a vaccine. Really? Like, like part that of is the so, part, yeah. yeah, that is so not, not essential. Like, 
And that is a lot of people oh, no. sharing drinks. I think it's essential for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Actually, it depends on the person of it being essential or not. But I think the restaurants that encompass power line, those will open up. But the like... Like Saturday nights. Saturday is not, night, yeah. like... I don't know. I've never really been there. Yeah, I, 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 I would love to go. <laughs> yeah, I'd love yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. But I don't really know. I envision it being something just like a bunch of just like bar bars. Yeah. And I don't think those are coming back until a vaccine. Wow. Adam, you have any takes? I'm impressed with you guys. That was very uh, left-leaning I answers mean, right there, I would say. It's a rarity. but happens It's funny how everything's political. Anyways, um, I think honestly it'll be earlier than that. So... Mm. I have the Kansas plan pulled up in with me. Obviously, this oh, will be cheating. different. You're cheating. Huh? In, uh, this would be downtown Kansas City, Was Missouri no at PNL. I didn't know. <laughs> um, I didn't study. So we'll see what Quentin Lick- Lucas does, mayor of Kansas City. But in Kansas's plans, phase two, which is no earlier than May 18th, 2020, that bars and nightclubs are allowed to open at 50% capacity. Oh, I didn't know so, that. I don't know if that changes your date or not. In but nightclubs. Yeah, I also forgot Powerline is in Missouri. Yes. And they're a yes. little... But it's Kansas, Kansas City. City, Missouri. Yeah, it's Kansas City, though. Quentin Lucas, the mayor there, has been kind of butting oh, heads with yeah, Governor yeah. Missouri. True. Good points. He's he's a liberal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Democrat, yeah. And he's... Democrat, yeah, I guess. Um, description. Come out with a 10, 10, and 10 plan, which is... It's like... 10% of occupancy, 10 or 10 people if you don't have 10%. And then and then if you're there for more than 10 minutes, you have to make some sort of reservation that they know you're there. So he's been a lot stricter, so we'll see. But I'm going to go with, hmm, exciting answer here. June 10th will be my answer. Hmm. I hope so. Yeah, I'd like to retract my answer. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Really, I'm not sure about your vaccine. I don't know. I don't even know. I, just, I don't know. Okay, what I do agree with you is I think what you're thinking of is like on Thursday nights in the summer, Power and Light does Hot Country Nights. Yeah. Which is like a giant concert. All the back bars are packed. That, that can't ain't happen. happening this summer. That's what I'm But I think overall, like your when Power and Light Friday actually night? is open, you know that main center area? Yeah. There's actually not that many people in there. Okay. So it's like people just inside the various bars. Okay. But I think you could have the occupancy also, requirement also, most of the it's summer. It's all the outside stuff too, right? At Power and Light, outdoorsy. Yeah, time. but so like that might help. I don't know. True, a lot of open air establishments you can yeah, have. Yeah, so if you the coronavirus can just go in the air instead <laughs> of onto somebody. You just drink bleach, it goes away. Yeah, shout out Donald Trump. <laughs> That's a whole other subject. <laughs> I mean, if you were dumb enough to believe that and actually put disinfectant in yourself. We got, we got, we got a whole. We lot got of more problems. problems. Hey, just trim the fat. There's nothing you can do yeah, about seriously, that. Like, <laughs> it's an ultimate test, right there. Okay, so final decisions. I got June 10th. Blake, you're July going 4th. July 4th. Yep. Ryan, are you revising your date? I'm gonna go through the summer. Okay. So. So August one. August one. And part B is what is the date that you walk into a bar and it's jam packed. Thursday night, Hawk style. Blake, we're going to start with you. I think you're going to be able to walk into a bar somewhat social distance, not too many people, June 1st. I think gloves are off July 4th. That's, that's the take. So you think the month of June is a big turning point? I think so. I think 
I think people are going to, I think it's going to be just gradually escalating to normalcy by July 4th. Okay. Okay. Ryan? Um, I think, I think basically the same thing, but a month later. So I'm going with July, July 1st or 4th, that weekend. That area. Is going to be the, okay, you can go into a bar, but... They're going to try to put restrictions on it. I don't know how they're on earth they're going to do that at a bar. But that's what I think. The restrictions, July 1st. August 1st, gloves are off. Do what you want. We'll see. So basically, I'm just a month behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you have any takes? I'll go with... I think Memorial Day is a really important day in this country. People mm-hmm. really love yeah. Memorial Day they weekend. Do. So I'm going to go with... Walk into Memorial Day, um, first ever, uh, which I believe is like 26th, May 26th-ish? May 25th. May 25th. Okay. So around then, I'll, I'll say May 25th is my answer there. Um, and then all gloves are off, complete 100%. Man, that's tough. It just all depends on how what happens after the initial... Because you got to think, the bars are going to be the very, very last thing to open I know. up, right yeah. next to the casinos, unfortunately. Yeah. That, that'll open up 100%, yeah. because when you have a packed bar, there's like negative social distancing going yeah. on. Because it's one thing to open up a restaurant, it's a whole other ballpark to open up a bar. Yeah. I like 4th of July, though. Like That's what I'm thinking. I'm going with two American holiday day, holidays, baby. Memorial Day and 4th of July. Maybe I'm just being too liberal on my answer. Maybe. I don't know. You're probably smarter than we are, but... Hmm, Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. We'll see. I mean, it's fun to project, though. We love the future here at the Bar Talk Podcast. Yep, we certainly do. That's right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Lots of exciting stuff to talk about each and every week. Um, So if you're a big fan of the podcast, follow us on Spotify. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Uh, But thanks for listening, and we'll see you here next week.